Welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders to help them create and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Stewardship Leader. I'm your host, Leo Sabo, and I have the pleasure today of being joined by Kirsten Swartz. She is from Crossroads Church, and we're going to talk about a new curriculum that they've built, a program that was created, and it's called Freed Up. Uh, it's a program that's designed to speak about generosity, money, God's financial principles to your entire church. I've had the pleasure of actually going through most of this. I'm almost finished with the program myself. And I found it to be incredibly useful, uh, very well done. I think you guys will really, really uh, benefit by looking at this program. But Kirsten, uh, first, just say hello and uh, thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time. Hi, Leo. Thanks. We're big fans of CSN and really appreciate all the resources you bring to us. So I'm glad to be on. Awesome. Well, you guys created this in as a joint venture between Good Sense and Crossroads. Good Sense, of course, being connected with Willow Creek, but now being its own entity. And uh, again, you guys have done a great job. So let's start first of all. Just let's let's just start with you. Tell us about you. What do you do at Crossroads? What is Crossroads? Tell us a little bit about your church and how this program was initiated. Sure. Well, I'm director of generosity at Crossroads or similar to a stewardship pastor. I know we kind of have different names at different different churches. Crossroads is a multi-site church. We're based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and we have sites in Lexington, Kentucky, and Florence, Kentucky. So kind of around the Kentucky, Ohio area. And we also have an online church. So of course that goes across the world. I know, and I'm sure everybody on this call knows that as we lead stewardship and generosity at our churches, we have to talk about money and it's a tough topic to talk about. So I'm sure nobody knows better than the people who probably are listening to this podcast that most of the time when we're talking about money at church, it's because there's a crisis or an ask. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, and you're always butting up against that as a stewardship pastor or a director of generosity. So I really wanted to find an effective way to give our people a way to think about money uh, biblically, but also connected to their heart relationship with God. And I was trying to find something out there that could do that in a new way that would also connect to the younger generation and also be fun, you know, not just like, oh, I'm dreading going into another money talk. Like, how do we make this super fun and engaging where people actually enjoy coming to a class or enjoy coming to a program? Yeah, I remember you and I had a conversation, gosh, probably well over a year ago, and you were talking about, because I know you were doing some research and trying to figure out how to solve this problem. And I really would like you to answer that. Like, what problem were you actually trying to solve? Because I know you were looking for some content, some curriculum, something that you could use at your church to disciple your people in this area, to educate people, to help them with their practical finances, with the spiritual side of money. And uh, as you were trying to do all that research, trying to figure all that out, there was a there was a problem you were trying to solve. So why don't you describe what's the problem you guys were trying to solve, and how did you go about doing that? Well, if I could put it into maybe three points, 
we wanted to have a way to engage our entire congregation. So everybody at, at our church, mm-hmm. not just the people who are extremely in debt and who need help getting out of debt and not just the people who are sitting cozy in their seats, kind of keeping up with the Joneses, but thinking they're okay. Cause they don't have a lot of credit card debt, but don't actually realize they're in trouble. And right. then of course, those who are, are wealthier and, and have extra money and are, are just maybe not seeing a legacy from it yet. We wanted something that would talk to everybody in our church and teach these biblical principles that apply to every single person, but the way you apply them in your different situation is, is different. You know, if, if you have more money or if you um, are in debt and uh, we also wanted to make it again, fun because money is hard to talk about. So we wanted people to not dread coming to a Sunday service and, and say, Oh, I hate it. We're talking about money, but to actually look forward to it. And then third, we wanted to teach to the heart. So he wanted to teach, Hey, this is what God says about money. There's a lot of verses in the Bible on this, you know, over 2000 of them. And Jesus sure talked about it a lot too. So it's clearly really important. And how can we do this in a fun way that applies to everybody? Yeah, that's great. I I, I just so um, appreciate the fact that you understand as many of the people that listen to our podcast, understand that there's not one program that, that can uh, meet everyone specifically but there are commonalities in our journeys on the path to good stewardship, no matter where you are, whether you're struggling in debt or you're surplus and have more money than you can spend. All of us need to understand the biblical principles. And so I love that you approach this from the perspective of this is something everyone needs, regardless of what path they're on. Everyone needs this education. Everyone needs this part of discipleship. So that was great uh, that you started that way. And I love that you created something for the whole congregation. That's a tough thing to do. It really is. I think every stewardship leader has always struggled with, what do I offer to the different types of people in my church? And so I love that you guys try to build something that will meet the need of every person and educate them in some way at whatever level they happen to be at. So let's let's get into the app and the program a little bit because the app and the program obviously work together. Describe the app and the content so that our audience can get a better feel for what this program will do for the congregation. Great. So the program is actually called Freed Up. And if you want to see it, it's at getfreedup.com. So what consists of the program, it's, it is an app and it's also a workbook, but it's actually not just that. It's a beautiful experience full of rich videos animations to explain really complicated money illustrations and concepts. And it's really funny and fun. The app, it starts with a foundation and a money motivation quiz. So you kind of go through it initially and, and can start to say, Hey, wait, what is my motivation around money? So we kind of get, try to make it personalized right out of the gate, but then just set some foundations for, Hey, this is what the experience is going to be like. So the very first week, it's actually six modules of content, but the first module is just laying the foundation for what you're going to experience over the next five modules. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the first module, you actually get to pick your journey. So as you're kind of going through the questions and listening to some of the videos, at the end, you'll go through another questionnaire and and there are three different journeys on this app that you could go through. So then that kind of sets people on their different trajectory for the next five modules, depending on which journey they pick. Mm -hmm. And there's a workbook that goes along with this. So talk about that. How is this best used in this program? 
So the workbook in this case, our workbook is more, think of it like a journal or a sketchbook. So this isn't that big, heavy workbook where you're doing all of your calculations and, you know, entering all of, you know, your, your, <laughs> all of your budget stuff in it. You can use it like that, but it's a really slick designed workbook. It's smaller. It's more like a journal that you could easily put in your briefcase or backpack and then pull out and jot some notes or jot some thoughts on it. So mm -hmm. the workbook is designed to go along with the app to help you kind of record some of your thoughts on paper. If you're a paper person, if you're not a paper person and you're like, Hey, I want to do all my stuff in the app. You have the option to do that too. And we also encourage people to use some online kind of thing for their budgeting, like mint or something like that. But mm -hmm. the journal is really just kind of a companion to the app, the meat of the content and the experiences in the app. And then also in the group experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I found it to be very useful to just have these concepts that you're trying to describe. In fact, there's three main ideas shared in the program that I'd like to go into. Describe each one of them, if you would, for us. And in the book, it actually clearly lays that out. So I like that I could visually see that and kind of understand where you're taking me through the program. So the book is very useful. I personally believe that it, it enhances the experience. But like you said, it's not really necessary. If you're not the kind of person that's going to pull a book out and take notes, then this may not be something that you'll do. And the app does give you the option to do it. So I do like the the, the physical, though. I'm still kind of a note taker by uh, pen and paper. So maybe that's why it appeals to me. But I like that you did that, that you didn't do it all digital. Because I think it appeals to certain people to have pen and paper, jot things down that they're experiencing and wanting to uh, to remember as they go through this. So let's go over those three main ideas that you shared in the program. What are they? And let's describe each one of them. So there are three big ideas. And if you could kind of think of these like a pyramid, like they kind of stack on top of each other. So the first big idea um, is we are free when we are faithful stewards. So mm. we start the entire content with the concept of stewardship and what is God's and what is ours. And we allow you to, as you're going through the app to kind of uh, marinate on that and to try to understand what does that really mean? And what does that mean for me? And what do I think about that? And it's a, it's an open dialogue that you get to have through the experience on how do I, do I really believe this or not? Mm-hmm. The second, um, the second big idea is when you're a faithful steward, you are both a diligent earner and a prudent spender. Mm. So those are the next two modules. Okay. And then the third big idea, which is the next three weeks or the next three modules are when you're a prudent spender, you're a generous giver first, then you're a wise saver, and then you are a cautious debtor. Okay. So each week, we break down what those concepts mean and what the Bible says about them and then how you would apply that in your life. Mm -hmm. That's great. There's also the three indicators of stewardship. Can you cover those for us? I think those are very important. So one of them is generosity. And number two is cash flow. And number three is net worth. And this is more on the practical side of things because, again, there's a spiritual side to the journey of stewardship, but there's also a practical one, right? We actually have to do the work. We have to manage and we have to be in control. Uh, one of the things that I remember from the program that Pastor Brian talked about is this idea of having a plan. God is a God of order, not of disorder. So how can God bless disorder? Well, he can't. So without a plan, without a budget, without a way to manage money well, you can't be blessed. You don't set yourself up for God's blessing and God's favor. So let's specifically talk about those three and how you guys use them in this program. 
Well, great. Yeah. So you do need a plan. And I find that some people, you kind of have two groups of people, right? Those who just don't even want to look at it or plan at all and just kind of, you know, go by the seat of their pants and those who, who like perform an audit on their finances. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but just because you're performing an audit on your finances every week or every month, doesn't mean that you're actually making your money work the way maybe God would want it to bless your life. Right. And, and so what I like about the planning part of this and having to put all that together is it, it for, especially for a couple, it forces you to sit down and have this conversation about mm-hmm. what are our priorities? What are our must-haves right now in life? What do we care about? And there is a, a place in the workbook and the app where we get to, where you kind of do a bullseye effect of deciding what are all of the expenses that we love and really what are our priorities as a family. And honestly, this is something that a lot of people have done at some point in their lives, but what happens is it changes right year after year. And after three or four years, your goals four years ago probably look different than they do today. So I've found that having kind of that framework put together and that being part of the curriculum where you have to sit down and answer those questions helps you to then inform, okay, well then how do we want to be generous? How much debt do we want to take on or not take on? Or gosh, are are we saving too much? Are we saving so much that we're not actually spending money on the things we say we want to do and the things that are important to us? So we kind of take you through that journey of having to look at your finances through that lens, which honestly, it's a lot more fun because we start with dreaming with mm-hmm. what are the things you love? What are the things you like? What does God put in your heart that you're excited about? And then you kind of work backwards from there. Yeah. I really like that part of it because so many programs or classes on this, especially the practical side is all about cutting back and bringing things into control and saving more and paying on debt. And, and it all seems kind of I don't know, kind of a downer. Like I, I got to cut everything back. I can't spend any more money for the next 14 years until I pay everything off. It just, you know, and I love the fact that you guys in this program right at the beginning and even the tone throughout the whole program is this isn't about putting a straitjacket on. This is about understanding that there's a balance. God gives you these things freely to enjoy, but you need to be a good steward so that not only can you enjoy them, but prevent the difficult parts that come from being too free and not being in control of your finances, but rather the opposite of finances controlling you. And so I love that you guys covered that. But then you also went into some very clear indicators of stewardship and saying, you know, if your net worth isn't growing, that's a problem, right? I mean, in fact, I remember this statement says good stewards have their net worth grow consistently year over year. And I thought, that's so true. I mean, if you're not a good saver, and if you only save once in a while, that's going to show on your net worth statement. It's going to show that, hey, guess what? Maybe you did well for a year or two, but you're not consistent. You're not controlling it to the degree that you need to be. But it's not this tight, all hands on, just put everything in the bank and and hoard so that you can be safe. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with a balance in managing money in a way that both allows you to be generous, it allows you to spend money you know, on purpose, while also giving you that steady growth so that your family and your future is also secure. All the things that God cares about. So that, I thought that was really brilliant. Those three indicators of stewardship, they may be simple, but they're so, so, they just encompass the whole picture for me because it talks about the things that matter. Generosity, cash flow, you got to manage money well, but also having a steady growth so that you don't overdo savings, but you also don't underdo it. So well job on that. I think you guys did a great job with that. 
I know we covered who this program is for. It's really for everybody. But how can a church actually use this program? What's the best way to, to use a program like this in your church? Yes, let me um, explain kind of the three groups of people. So this is for your whole church, but we've kind of divided your whole church into three types of people. And this is what I was experiencing at Crossroads. So our first group are the people who are in financial crisis and they know it. They know they need help now. And there are some programs out there for that. And we, we've run those, but um, what we wanted was something that was more biblically focused that spoke to the heart, but also was super fun and, and didn't feel over like an, a too heavy of a Bible study. We do tend to be a more seeker oriented church. So we were looking for something in the middle, you know, that spoke God's word, explained what God's heart is about this, but then also was fun and practical at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's that group. The second and third groups are the two I was very passionate about reaching. And this is kind of where we had an outage in our ministry. The second group are the people who are not in financial crisis, but they're not thriving. So they're probably stuck keeping up with the Joneses. They're making enough money. When they get more money each year, they're just spending more money as they get it in. And they they actually, they're in trouble, but they don't know it. They don't know that they're not applying God's principles to the way they're managing their money. And they think they're okay. And I would argue that this is actually probably the largest part of our, of our church right now. And then the third group or the third lane are people who've been entrusted with much. So they have excess money, they have excess savings, but maybe aren't experiencing the joy God has for them and, and truly having, you know, financial freedom, but they, they aren't experiencing that legacy or that, um, that satisfaction that their money is really being put to good use. So we divide the entire thing into those three lanes. And as you go through it, you'll take a quiz and decide which the quiz will tell you, I think you're probably in this lane, but you also get to override that and say, no, I really want to be in this one. And we do a a very good description on each one of the lanes. So you can pick that and then go through it. Mm -hmm. I like that you left it up to the person to decide rather than forcing them down a certain lane. That's very, very uh, smart of you guys. So I know that you've done this program in your own established life group. I know you and I talked about that uh, at some point in the past. So tell me about that experience, because I think you shared some things with me that I found fascinating about how this program actually helped your group. So tell me about how that worked out. In my life group, and I don't know, maybe some of the people on this call will identify with this, but I've got kind of a crew of people that I just feel like over the years, some of them aren't growing, like they kind of just get cozy and a little lazy. And as leading the group, I get frustrated (laughs) because I'm like, don't you see, we've been learning these things. Why aren't you tithing? Why aren't you doing these things? And these are kind of some open conversations we'll have, but it just I'm moving the needle. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. I just couldn't move the needle. And granted, it's not me. It's God working in their hearts. But, you know, as the leader, I feel that burden and I do feel that kind of disappointment because I want this freedom for them. I I want them to like feel this growth and see God meet them there. And, and they just weren't taking the step. And we've done a lot of things over the years that have moved the needle with much of our church, but just in my group in particular, I would say all the people in my group were in lanes two and three. And granted, only there's only one week on giving and generosity. So all the other weeks are about the other principles of money. And when we got to the very last week, the question was, hey, what is the one big takeaway from, from this whole journey that you've been on? What is the one big takeaway that you feel like you're, you're going to make a change for? And three of the couples in my group said, we need to give. Like, we, we need to seriously 
decide to give and do it. And we've been talking about it and we've hummed and hawed over it, but we haven't put our money where our mouth is on this and we need to grow up and do it. As one of them said, and I just couldn't, you know, like my heart was just so full. I was so excited. And an example, one of the couples gave um, was actually, you know, we've been tithing, but after we went through the whole process of kind of itemizing our, our income and what was coming in, we realized we weren't tithing off of our bonuses and kind of some of our extra business money we have coming in side, side hustles and that we need to be tithing off of that too. That was a big awareness for them. And, and then there was a few others, uh, ones newer to church, you know, and, and, um, just comes from a different background where they aren't familiar with necessarily giving at church and trusting a church that way. And they're like, gosh, this church Crossroads has done so much for us, for our kids. I mean, now we're just kind of like, why haven't we been giving? Why haven't we been doing this? We should be investing in this kingdom work. And I, I never heard them talk that way before. <laughs> and so it, it just was very exciting for me to, to actually see this move the needle in people's hearts and facilitate that conversation where they had the freedom to really explore it. Yeah. I think so. It's so neat that out of everything that you guys talk about in the program and the practical journey you take people on is that the big takeaway was we got to give more, which is really what we want, right? And we want people's hearts to be open to realize that you cannot give God. There's no way you can be too generous. And then when you are a good steward, it gives you the option to be generous. So that really is kind of the, the pinnacle of good stewardship is excess generosity, that you have the ability and God funnels resources to you so that you can bless his kingdom and be part of what he's doing. So I, I just, I'm so excited that that was the takeaway for them. It wasn't a, oh, we finally got a budget in place and we feel better. Well, great. That's a good thing. We want that. But no, they actually were talking about generosity and I think that's, uh, that's fascinating. Anything else you want to share about the program uh, before we share yeah. on how people can actually access this stuff? So two quick things. One is, um, I probably didn't answer this all the way through, but earlier when you asked, how do you launch this at your church? I talked about the three lanes, but really the best way to launch this is to do this as an all church journey where you have the pastor talking from their, the pulpit about the chapter each week or the content. You can condense it from the pulpit to three or four or five weeks. And the journey can go on longer than that. But the best thing is to encourage the entire church to go through it together and to get in small groups and do it together. That is how you actually see the life change. And, um, and if you, if you decide to do it as a church, we've got the sermon notes that we used and everything we did to our stage and our set design and our graphics and how we launched the whole thing. And that freed up, um, and good, good sense just gives you all of that when you purchase the freed up curriculum. So we make it easy for everybody to do what we did from launching this live from your pulpit. But the other key part to this experience is a small group experience. And it's a, probably the part I am most excited about because you actually get together as a small group and you don't have to have somebody who's a guru on finances. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have somebody who knows everything and who's an accountant and, and knows all that. And you just need someone who's willing to host and start the conversation and go through the app. So it's, it's really safe and easy for anybody to lead. And then as you go through the group experience, everybody syncs up their apps together. So you pull your app out when you're in the group experience. Let's say you have 12 people in your group like we did, but you can have two, you can have three, whatever number. You sync your apps together. There's a code in it. And then everybody goes around and it asks different questions. And a lot of the questions are survey questions that are funny and they're lighthearted and they get you to kind of just 
relax <laughs> as we're getting into the content and the content is all about the heart. So the other thing I love about it is it doesn't matter if you're in lanes one, two, or three, all of those people can be in the same group because we're talking about the heart aspects with money. We're not talking about how much you make or net worth in the groups or anything like that. We're just talking about what are you learning about what God is teaching you in your heart. And I think the way that it walks you through that experience, it's not only fun, but it, it's disarming and it allows you to go through a conversation that lets you be vulnerable. Mm. It's also safe for groups, maybe who aren't used to praying together. So if you're like, gosh, I don't know if we've got like this killer group leader who like knows how to pray and is so awesome at all that, because there's actually prayers in the app. It'll say, Hey, okay, let's open the group. And Jason, why don't you lead with this prayer? And it'll give you a prayer that he says. So it's great because somebody who is new and maybe isn't used to doing that can just read it right on there. And then it goes to the next question and the next person. There's a few little games in the app where you can see what people are doing with the survey questions that make it really fun. So I think the whole point is people want to come back and want to do it because you usually see an attrition rate around the third week with these kind of things, right? Like people start to fall off. And what you want to see is that people keep coming back. And if you make it fun, I did a whole survey actually, before we even built this program, I was trying to figure out what would people want to see in an app. And when you did a survey of Christians throughout America, of, Hey, what, what would make you want to engage an app about finances and God? And it was make it fun, make it lighthearted, make it entertaining, make me laugh, like make me not dread coming to class and, or, you know, (laughs) coming to this experience. And, and so that's what we've really done a lot to, to make this an experience where it's really enjoyable and it's already tense enough. Like if you're having to sit down with your spouse and look at some homework questions, you're already, you know, you're putting the kids to bed, you're exhausted. It's the end of your day. I mean, everybody's a little on edge when you start to do this topic and just having levity with it makes it, (laughs) makes it less difficult. (laughs) I I think that's one of the best parts of the program is that it is lighthearted, but still serious. It's a serious topic and you guys don't water it down. If anything, you, you're very clear about the message that, no, this is really important. And it's hard to talk about and it may be stressful, but you can't ignore it. So let's just all go through it. And one of the things that I remember is the the no judgment zone, right? I mean, this is a no judgment zone. You don't have to worry about even when you begin tracking your expenses. Change is hard. Change takes time. You have to have revelation. You have to have instruction. You have to have time. And the app allows you to do that. And the facilitation part is really great that you did not make it where you needed to train a bunch of facilitators to actually run the program. First, that's really difficult to do, to find enough people to train so that they can do it. Plus, it feels like there's always an expert in the room, and that makes everybody quiet. I'm just going to wait for the expert to tell me what to do, or what's the point? I might get it wrong. He's going to get it right every time. So you see what I mean? You guys have done a great job of actually this program that allows anyone, at no matter what level they're at, to contribute, and everybody's equal. And like you said, it actually opens the door for people to become vulnerable. And that's what needs to happen. If they're not vulnerable and honest, no change is going to happen. They're just going to hide their situation and not get any help. So great job with that. I think it's going to be a a great, great program for many, many churches. I do recommend that you do this as an all-out church effort, especially if if you've not done anything in stewardship yet, or if you've done very little with stewardship content in your church, this will be a great start that would, I think, give your church that sense of this is important to everyone and it's important to our leadership. And I think it'll open the door for 
pastors to continue to talk about money, not just one time, not just through one program, but consistently. This is something we all deal with, and it should be a conversation that we're having ongoing, not something we do once in a while. So well done, guys. I, I, I think you guys did a great job with it, uh, and I'm excited to promote this and uh, get into more churches. How can people get access to Freed Up? Uh, what's the next step? So go to getfreedup.com. If you really want to just see the experience for churches and how we support that, uh, if you scroll to the bottom and click on the right-hand side, you'll see something that says for churches, or you could go to getfreedup.com slash church. And this shows you how to get started and what your people will experience. You can register for a webinar there, or you can submit an email there. And then the Good Sense team will reach out to you and get in touch with you. We worked with an incredible team to build this. Um, James Linhoff, who was a financial advisor, was a partner in his own firm, but now it's gone into ministry and has a podcast and has written books on how to lead people through financial decisions. And he just has such a wonderful heart. He's the one who helped us craft this along with the Good Sense folks, because these three the three main principles are have been a part of their core curriculum for I think over 20 years. And then, um, and then we had a, a killer team that just really helped bring all the questions together to help make it fun. And also because it relates to the younger generation and it works for the older generation. So don't think for a second that if they're in your fifties, sixties, or seventies, that people won't want to go through this. It still works for everyone. And that's what we've experienced at our church, but we always want to make things relevant to the younger generations so that they are engaging and meeting Christ too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So go to getfreedup.com. And also if anybody has a question just about Kirsten, how did you really roll this out at your church? Like, give me some of the nitty gritty on those details. I am happy to jump on the phone with you or our dialogue email back and forth. So kirsten.schwartz at crossroads.net. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Kirsten. We'll add all that information in the show notes for you guys uh, so that you can access those through the links that will be provided. Kirsten, thank you so much for taking the time to really dig into this program and help our audience to understand it better. Again, I think it's a great resource and uh, I hope you guys plan on creating some more stuff like this because we need it and we need more content for churches, more uh, on stewardship and generosity and and, I think you guys have kind of broken ground into a new way of doing it, especially with the way we communicate today. I think you guys have done a great job of making it relevant for our audience today, uh, not just for younger people, but for anybody. So thank you. Great. Thanks for having me on, Leo. We're big fans. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, would you do us a huge favor and rate and review our podcast and also subscribe while you're there. Uh, we would love for you to be part of our CSN Network family. Uh, where you're consistently getting content and resources that we're producing. And if you want to know more about CSN and what we're all about and how we might be able to resource and help your church, you can find us at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. And uh, you can contact us there or just take advantage of all the content that we've developed. There's a lot of resources there and more to come. So again, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time on Stewardship Leader.